SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. The Viewpoint on SAFM. It's 18 minutes to 9 o'clock. Thank you so much for staying with us. Hope you enjoyed the chat that I had uh, earlier on about gender-based violence and Sia Gunagegela, who are really focusing on equipping young people with skills to fight gender-based violence. If you have a, a particular initiative or if this is the issue that you are really um, passionate about, please do share your thoughts with us. You can send us your voice notes on zero. Six one four one zero four one zero seven. Also call us anytime throughout the show on zero one one seven one four two zero zero six. We're now going to be talking about something that's quite exciting for me as well. It's a new platform to support the publishing of. African-centric research and uh, the University of Cape Town Libraries has developed a new continental platform for open access publishing on the continent and this continental platform allows the African research community to actually take ownership of creating and sharing its own scholarly content which contributes to the growth and development of local research for African society and uh, this project is a brainchild of Dr. Reggie Rod who is the Director for Research and Learning Services at UCT Libraries. And he joins us now on the line. Dr. Raju, a very good evening to you. And uh, thank you so much for uh, making the time to talk to us. Good evening to you and to your listeners. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Well, just reading about this entire initiative just made me so excited. And you you actually established this platform, and you say it's driven by social justice principles. Tell us more. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the whole development of the platform came about uh, with us wanting to share African research uh, with the widest reading poss- audience possible. And as you may know or may not know, that African research is very much relegated to the periphery of the world's knowledge production. Mm. And um, the fact that um, we, as African researchers, have many hurdles to, to get over, to have our research accepted and, and published in international journals or in books. Hence... Mm our drive or our aspiration to develop a platform so that Africans can freely share their research uh, with other Africans and with the international audience. But at the same time, we do not compromise on academic rigor. So this this whole um, platform uh, started off by UCT Libraries um, taking ownership of the fact that UCT, as one of the leading research universities on the African continent, we feel that we have a moral obligation uh, uh, with sharing our research with at the least other Africans. Hence, mm-hmm. our, our, our drive to then work on um, a project that would make it easy and to allow for that um, uh, sharing to happen. But when we look at the platform itself, 
um, I, I need to give a little bit of context mm-hmm. as to what we mean by open access and how um, the platform addresses key imperatives in terms of open access. Mm, go ahead, Dr. Raju. Uh, and, 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 and for us, that's fact for us, open access is about making scholarly content accessible to the widest reading audience possible. And, and at this point, in when we're talking about scholarly content, we're talking about books and journals, but that does not preclude us in the future at broadening that kind of content. Mm. The, 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 one of the major challenges is the fact that there is a cost barrier and there is a copyright barrier at this point in time. And the whole idea is how do we traverse that barrier? How do we break that, that barrier? Um, and the one way is by engaging open access practices. Mm. And open access practices basically uh, looks at trying to make content accessible uh, with minimal cost and with minimal uh, copyright legislation attached to that. So, so in pursuing this particular solution, um, the, the Global North has come up with a solution, what, what is generally termed as article processing charges, what we call in the library world APCs, or in the research world we call APCs. Mm. This solution works for the Global North. APCs is basically the author or the author's institution or the author's funding agency paying for the article to be published in some of the leading journals. Now, this is a major barrier because those APCs, African authors can't afford to pay that. Mm. In, in, in many cases, the cost of one APC is more than the entire research budget of the researcher. So, sure. so what we tend to do is then we tend to publish in journals where Africans do not have access to it. So we're publishing solutions for Africa. But the people that need it the most, the Africans, do not have access to it because they, do, they cannot subscribe to that, uh, to that journal. Um, so, so, so we looked at what are the possibilities in terms of addressing this. So for the Global North, APCs is a solution. But for mm-hmm. us in the Global North, we need to find a solution that works for us. And, and UCT, as one of the leading research universities, UCT Libraries then said, we need to engage in social justice principles mm-hmm. so that we can uh, dismantle a, uh, structures that perpetuate information poverty mm-hmm. and perpetuate this injustices, and hence the, 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 the development of the platform. The platform didn't come easily. Um, we, uh, as, li- as library staff or as librarians at the University of Cape Town, we have never been trained in this particular area, but we took it on, and we developed a relationship with uh, our colleagues from Simon Fraser University in Canada. 
And over a short period of time, we developed our basic skills mm-hmm. uh, in terms of publishing. Um, we then used those basic skills and started publishing uh, a couple of books. But I think at the same time, uh, the fact that we uh, had the confidence, we developed the skill, we then decided to experiment and innovate. And we started to spend a lot more time with the software. This is open source software mm-hmm. so that we can look at solutions that is commensurate what what is necessary in Africa. For example, embedding in the books video clips. So uh. yeah, let me give you an example. One of our books that we published is by some of the leading ENT specialists across the world. And in the books, we have the video clips of the surgical procedures. Wow. So doctors on the African continent who do not have access to the kinds of laboratories and, and, and other experimental um, um, technologies, they could look at the, uh, the video clip and they can then perform the surgery. But the nice thing is that you can also download it on your cell phone. So when you go to the rural areas, the book is on your cell phone. So it, it took us a long time to develop and to innovate. And I think we reached a point where we said we are now comfortable Already. with mm-hmm. sharing this with, with other people. Yeah, I, 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 I just want, you know, there's always this belief, Dr. Raju, that anything that is Afrocentric, um, you know, this belief that anything that's Afrocentric uh, does not have global appeal. And why, why is it important to have this Afrocentric publishing pal- platform? The, uh, again, I, I need to address your question up about global appeal. Mm. And I need to be quite categoric with you and uh, from, from a research perspective. Mm. The publishers publish material, materials that sell. It's basic economics. Yes. So if I am going to, if my uh, um, uh, market do not, are not interested in development in Africa, then I'm not going to be able to sell my books or my journal. Yes. So, and I'm going to give you a typical example of, of to demonstrate this. One of Africa's leading horticulturalists from Kenya had submitted her publications to international journals. And she was declined, and declined on numerous occasions. And some of the, the reviewers were saying that the audience are not interested mm-hmm. in African weed. They were not concerned about her methodology. Mm-hmm. They, were, they didn't have problems with her research process. Mm-hmm. They had a problem with the findings. And the findings, for, as far as they were concerned, had no appeal to a global North audience. So they kept rejecting her submissions. She then found an African open access journal Mm. and she published her work in those African open access journals. Those 
article, that research finding had such impact mm. that the Kenyan government had adopted that and developed a school feeding program based on the findings of this, this, this uh, researcher. And other African countries are following suit in terms of developing uh, um, feeding programs. Now the Global North have heard of this feeding programs and now are wanting her to publish in Global North Journal, wow. but they're now looking at what they call uh, um, good eating habits. Mm. But you see how you're so quick to dismiss African research because you are not familiar with what's happening in Africa. Mm. But when you realize that this content is actually beneficial, you then come back and say, please publish with us. So what we are saying is that let us create our own platform. Platforms, absolutely. To, to, yes, to publish good research. Good research doesn't necessarily mean writing in the Queen's English. Mm. Good research is about good research practices, your methodology, your findings, mm. the implications of this. Does it, sort, does it solve a problem that we are dealing with? That is what good research is about. It's not about writing the Queen's English. Mm, and I think this platform creates a forum where we can start sharing our research with fellow Africans. Mm, mm. And there are quite great research coming out of this continent. Dr. Raju, just finally, if any African institution would like to, to publish open journals or open textbooks on this continental platform, who should they contact? Look, they could contact the library at the University of Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ms. Jill Clarkson is the manager of the program. Um, she herself is a PhD student looking at solutions uh, in terms of open access on the African continent. So if anybody wants to get hold of uh, us and, and to, um, to, to publish on a platform, then they're more than welcome to get hold of Jules. Because currently, the University of Namibia is publishing on the platform. Mm-hmm. University of Botswana um, is being trained to publish on the third platform. And there are two universities in Zimbabwe, um, Bundura University of Science Education and the Catholic University of Zimbabwe. Uh, in the process, they have been trained. The authors have been uh, also been coached. Um, they, I'm sorry, the authors, the editors-in-chief. And mm-hmm. in the next few months, they will be publishing on the platform. So, and uh, we're also looking at um, a university in Nigeria that is keen to publish on the platform. So if anybody is interested, um, Jill Clarkson is the person that one can contact. It is so encouraging to see so many African uh, institutions who have such great minds actually making such great use of that platform. Dr. Raju, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank, ma'am, thank you so much for having me. Thank you very, very much.